it's Thursday morning um, and uh, we're supposed to have this heat wave it's not looking like a heat wave at the minute I can tell you um, it's not too bad it's uh, intermittent clouds but it's quite breezy and uh, so for that a few other reasons I'm not going to um, do the painting today the rest of the painting the last final coat I hope uh, I hope it's a final coat um, I'm going to leave that for today and get on with some other uh, sort of more pressing jobs because when you've got a big job um, that, that takes you away from the small holding then other jobs sort of get left a little bit and they become you know a bit more urgent to do not entirely urgent but I do think in the back of my mind all the time is I really need to go and do that um, so today uh, the painting I've put the kitchen back to some sort of normality and I'm going to come out and do lots on the small holding. I've already let the ducks out this morning, um, <clears throat> taken the eggs out to the shed, collected the empty egg boxes. Uh, I'm about to go and feed the quail and um, the guinea pigs and the tortoises, which I want to concentrate on a little bit today. Uh, this morning, it won't take very long, but I just need to concentrate. Uh, I, I was stood out here just now before I started this and I, they're actually cutting hay in the next field and... Um, the tractor's turned off and I could hear it just now. That's quite nice to know. It's a it's a hay making cutting the hay. So we definitely will be. I mean, farmers are brilliant at uh, knowing what the weather's going to be doing. Um, so if you see them cutting the hay, you know we're going to have a few dry days. At least three dry days in a row are coming because uh, they wouldn't be cutting it otherwise. Um, so yeah, hopefully uh, I will get a few things done and uh, they will get. They will get their hay cut and it's quite good actually as well. I said to John last night, I'm glad they're doing it. And they did the field at the back of our place last night. And it me- what it means is it gives the fox less cover. So um, that's brilliant now. The fox has got less cover to creep up, although it's got long grass in ours at the minute. But um, less, less cover. It's really windy at the minute. Um, because uh, another thing I'm going to go and do is I bought a very, uh, a fairly cheap-ish um, solar-powered radio because John went out there about half past nine the other night to put the, the chickens to bed and literally um, it was in the stable block putting the geese to bed and he could hear the chickens making a racket. It came out and there's a fox running off with one of the chickens in its mouth. So uh, I, I, I read somewhere that um, if you keep a radio playing, you know, they, they think someone's about. So obviously I don't want batteries and I don't want to run it on electric. So I bought a little solar radio, solar powered radio. Um, which will hopefully hopefully deter the fox a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm doing today. I'll probably round up a little bit more later on this evening when I've had a fun day. I've just uh, fed the tortoises and the guinea pigs and rabbit. <coughs> Clean the guinea pigs out. Um, I like to try and keep animals as naturally as possible. Uh, although obviously there are limits on how much uh, space you can give them, it'd be nice to give the rabbits. You know, they have free range rabbits and guinea pigs, but we have too many foxes, uh, rabbits that wild rabbits obviously carry Mitzi. So they are in a run, but their runs are quite big. Um, the, the, and if you're ever going to build a run um, for a rabbit or a guinea pig or any animal, really. Here's a tip. Build it 
tall enough so you can get in it <laughs> and stand up because there's nothing worse than trying to clean something out that is uh when you're bending over stooping over or you stand up and bang your head because I've been there and done that uh, yeah so our, our guinea pig run is about probably about four four foot wide uh 12 foot long a six foot high um they've got plenty of space in there to run around the rabbit run that we've got is um probably about 12 12 foot by 12 foot maybe bigger than that we don't actually have rabbits in there at the minute because we had uh the last lot uh well one lot got mitzi from the wild rabbits um but we've we've had to since then we've put up an extra uh inside layer so that the wild rabbits can't get to but we made a bit of a, a rookie error because we left the floor dirt so that they could um dig about and of course they dug about and dug out dug out and uh ended up pregnant um doing what rabbits do so we got those found homes for those babies and then they got out again ended up pregnant again and eventually though they end up with mitzi which is which was really sad so we had to dispatch those but yeah so i like to give them as, as much space as possible uh, and as natural a life as possible um and the same with the tortoises the tortoises have got a big ground enclosure which has shrubs and trees and everything in it so they can hide away or they can there's like a stone so they can bask in the sun and uh to go with that i like to feed them as naturally as possible as well because uh you know tortoises and guinea pigs and rabbits will eat a plethora of of things we've got growing here the tortoises for instance they like they you know they they like things like aloe vera and um the ice plant and of course dandelions and thistles and they they don't even mind the big the very prickly thistles they will eat eat those bindweed um all kinds of things so it you know I, I it's two two jobs at once when i feed them because i'm weeding and i'm feeding them and uh same with the guinea pigs and the and the rabbits that you know they obviously love dandelions and um you know but they will eat they will eat bits of a tree you know i give them bits of tree to keep their teeth nice um bits of apple tree sticks or a nut tree and they will eat um you know handfuls armfuls of of uh dandelions and the, you know the taller ones i don't even know what they're all called but plantain um all kinds of things so yeah i, I do i like to sort of feed them as naturally as possible if you're going to do that um again i i would say do that but do make sure you know that the weeds that you're picking have not, you know, the area has not been grazed by wild rabbits if you've got rabbits, because if they've got Mitzi, they will pass Mitzi on. So uh, that's not a good idea. But um, yeah, you know, we've got a, a range here. We don't need to to go and buy hard feed pellets. Um, certainly not through spring, summer and autumn. Um, winter's a little bit different, but I do try to keep some greens going so that you know they will have hard pellet but they will also have green fresh greens if uh if if i've got them growing and they're available so yeah that's a a little bit of what i wanted to round up with today but um and i'm stood in the greenhouse because it is so windy out there and the tractor's going again and it'll be incredibly noisy so i thought i'd just pop in here and and just talk about that a little bit about how we do try as much as possible to try and keep things 
uh, as naturally as possible you know not 100 percent. can't do it 100 percent um but as much as we can do uh we will keep them like that you know as as near to natural as we possibly can we've got three guinea pigs all living together and the rabbit um she doesn't live there at the in there at the minute i'm going to put her in the cage to introduce her to him she she was my daughter's rabbit but she got a bit aggressive at home so um i've had i've got her here to uh to see uh what's the matter with her she, she might be just grumpy a grumpy rabbit but yeah, so at the minute she's in a cage on her own outside of that. But I've got a cage inside that run, which I am going to put her in uh, to introduce her and see how they get on. I might have to take her back out, but that's another another day's worry. It's coming up for one o'clock Thursday, and I've just sat down for a lunch break and a cup of tea. Um, plans have changed for this afternoon, uh, as plans often do. <laughs> the twin I normally have the twins while Mia goes swimming, but they have been in contact with um, their little cousin on Monday and she has come out with chickenpox today. So they won't be coming over. And the reason they won't be coming over is because I have, um, I take medication to suppress my immune system, which I talk about in a podcast that is yet to be released. We'll find out about that. Um, and so I can't... Uh, be near them until such time is not going to be transmissible anymore um, which is a nightmare really but um yeah plan, plans so well what it means is i've had a good morning in the garden so far and i can carry on having a good morning in the, um this a good afternoon uh working in the garden so you know that's that's a bonus really um plans change all the time that's why i never make plans set in stone um because they they often change and uh you know you just uh you have to roll with it really you have to go with it and um that's that's a good thing really you to be to try and be as flexible sometimes you know it's it can be stressful if plans change and sometimes like this afternoon it gives you it frees you up so uh i will spend the rest of the afternoon in the garden pottering around it's three o'clock and i've come in claps on the sofa i've been working like a trojan out there uh in between well it's been quite a heavy cloud cover but there have been some breaks in the cloud which i then have to go and sit in the shade for but i've been mostly hand weeding the paths and the and the onion bed so a lot of hand weeding going on there, but I, uh, my feet, my legs are sweating. So <laughs> I think I've done enough out there for a minute. I come in and sit down. On the way, I kept looking over and thinking, where are the horses today? They're not out. And uh, I lean over the fence and I can just about see an outline of a horse in, in the field shelter. But I was wondering if Jack had escaped. So before I came in, I went down to the field to have a look. Uh, but no, they both stood in the field shelter, I don't know why. Um, instead of out eating, grazing on the grass today, maybe they had too much already. So yeah, I will probably start again at some point, but for the minute I'm having a sit down. Well, I'm studio. 
water in the tomatoes and uh, looking to see how many are on the turn of colour. I'll just tell you what tomatoes I've got growing. I've got something called Tigerella or Tigerello, which are stripy tomatoes. I always like something a little bit different. <laughs> stripy tomatoes. Um, I've got, I think I've got Sweet Million, which are the little cherry tomatoes. Can't see the label, but I think that's what they are. Um, I've also got uh some indigo tomatoes which i grew for the first time about three years ago somebody um oh i can't remember what what the, the there was a, a kind of exchange uh i had something put it up somebody wanted it and they said they would give me these um tomato plants in exchange and i said that's great and um it, when he bought them they were indigo <clears throat> indigo rose which were the bigger ones um and they're absolutely delicious. I mean, really delicious. And so I grew some again last year. And this year I've got um, I've got the indigo, but they're a cherry indigo uh, rather than a bigger one. So yeah, I've got that. And I've got some money maker tomato somewhere. I've got some outside as well. So I've got in here. I've got uh, four, eight, eight tomato plants. In the smaller tunnel, I've got um, <clears throat> probably another eight, and then. I've got two in the garden growing as well. So, um, yeah, sort of like, what's that? 8, 8, 16, 17, 18, nearly 20 tomato plants, really, um, in and around the place. So should get a good a good deal of tomatoes off of that lot, hopefully. Um, the cucumbers I have grown. Oh, actually, I've got two more tomato plants growing in the greenhouse as well. So that's 20 altogether. And I've got a cucumber growing in the greenhouse. Uh, I'd just like to spread them around a bit, see where, you know, where you get the best best result at the end. But um, generally speaking, for the tomatoes and the cucumbers, it's uh, the big tunnel here because they get um, all the evening sun, really, which is not too hot for them, but it's, it is still nice and warm. Um, so I've got one, two, three, four, five, five uh, cucumber plants in here. I think one died. There were six, and I've got one, two, three, four, five, five melon plants in here as well. I've got a, a baby watermelon, and then I've got like honeydew melon, and I've got melon plants growing in the greenhouse, which actually are coming on a lot quicker than the ones in here. They've already got um, good sort of tennis ball size fruit swellings on those in there. These have got uh, flowers. Uh, I just have a little bit, no sign of anything swelling behind them. So these are a lot slower um, here. So obviously the melons like, you know, the greenhouse gets all the sun all day near enough, apart from the early morning. So the melons obviously like it a lot, um, a lot warmer, as do the aubergine, because the aubergines I've got that are swelling are the ones in the greenhouse and the ones in here. Although there's plenty of flowers, there are no swellings on these in here at all at the minute. So... Yeah, so there you go. Just sitting down for a coffee break. Um, it's been manic. It's uh, I'll, I'll, just, I'll explain a little bit about this because um, although it's in a podcast yet to come, uh, it's going to be a fine few days, and so uh, you're going to wonder why why I'm not going out in it. Um, so basically, I have an autoimmune disease called lupus, and. Uh, uh, basically on a basic level when you have lupus your antibodies attack what should naturally be there um and in my case and it is all different things for different people but in my case it's mainly uv rays um so 
if I'm out in the sun and I don't have any protection on at all, um, and it has to be factor 50 or above, uh, the, the, the UV rays hit my skin, my antibodies go into overdrive, start to attack my skin from the underside. Um, but the trouble with the antibodies is they don't stop there. They will then go on to attack um, my organs, my everything. So I have to make sure, and I take immune suppressants to try and keep them under control, but I still have to stay out of the sun. So I run around on, on a day when it's forecast to be wall-to-wall -wall blue sunshine, like like blue sky and sunshine like it is today, and hot temperatures. Um, I run around for a few hours in the morning like a scolded cat trying to get everything done because... If I don't, um, it's going to get too hot. Um, so that that's basically what I've been doing this morning. It, it, it's warm already. There's no, not a cloud in the sky. Uh, I have to work now with the shade and the heat. So, uh, I, you know, I've got a fair amount of shade, uh, three quarters of the garden at the minute. Um, so I, I'll be working like mad with the shade. Um, and when the heat builds too much and the sun's come around too much and I have no longer have shade, I will be off indoors, uh, which is where I will stay until much, much later this evening um, when the temperatures are cooled down. The sun will probably still be out, but if the temperatures are cooled down, it, I can feel that it's not so bad. And it's something I can feel on my skin. It's not a, you know, I, it's not something I don't, I'm not aware of. I actually can feel it. I just want to tell you about this little... We'll give you a little tip that I have recently um, found out. I mean, probably lots of gardeners already know this. I, I wasn't aware of this. But um, in my greenhouse, obviously, I've got peppers and things growing and the aubergines. And, you know, I go in there in the morning and I can see slug trails, but I can't actually see the, the slugs. I can't find them. I lift the pots up and have a look under and they're not there. Um, and I also have uh, some, like, um, a mat on the bottom of the trays that they're stood in that holds uh, holds the water uh, to keep them hydrated longer and um so i guess they live underneath there but the trays obviously will hold water as well and i discovered that if you go in and fill the trays with water that then hold water th although the slugs like damp they do not like being immersed in water so they will then creep out from where they are uh, and crawl up the side of the pots and everything and then you you can see them and think ha found you and uh and i can get rid of them like that and last night i think i got about 20 slugs little slugs out of my out of my greenhouse so um hopefully you know they won't do too much damage now because they've they've gone I, I don't kill them i um i took them out onto the grass and they can hopefully go and find something else to feast on that's fine but um not my peppers and aubergines please it's mid-afternoon and i um it managed I did a bit of picking this morning um while it was still cool enough and there was shade and then just before the shade disappeared I managed to whip in and in the fruit cage and pick um a load of black currants a, a huge haul of black currants um just from one bush uh, the other bush I've cut back because it's not doing very well um so I've got one bush in there I've got some other bushes out they're on uh, the end of the garden the other end of the garden and they're in what I called when i when i made it the um the birds butterflies and beer bed and uh it i put it out there for um you know i planted things in it for the birds and the bees and the beer which was a hop but that actually uh went mad and strangled everything so i kind of try and take that out a bit now because it uh, 
just it just uh, is a bit of a triffid. But I've got things like um, black currants growing in there, and I have a uh, Himalayan honeysuckle, I think it is, uh, which you can eat the berries from that. Uh, you know, we can eat those, but they're very tiny and fiddly. They taste a bit like fig. Um, a bit fiddly to harvest those so uh, yeah they're for the the birds um some berries for the birds and then i've got fruit trees which obviously has blossoms so that's you know for bees and insects and and things like that so um so sometimes i will harvest those black currants if i haven't got very many from from the bush in the fruit cage but it's uh i've got a huge haul today so it i then went indoors and started processing these um, black currants which um I have uh, open frozen some of them so that I I can freeze them um, in bag in a bag for use in the winter. I have uh, pureed uh, I whizzed them up in in my Nutribullet and then I put them through a sieve. So I've got puree which I've put in the ice trays. So I will have little cubes of blackcurrant puree, um, which can either go into smoothies or I can you know get one out and thicken it up and make a sauce if I want it or or something like that and then I had a couple of um, cooking apples I needed to use up so I'm, I'm just uh, making apple and blackcurrant crumbles for the freezer to go in the freezer so yeah and it's still warm out here but um, I've just come outside to sit down for a little little break and uh, yeah that's what I've been doing since this morning What a lovely morning. It's um just before seven o'clock. The sky is blue. The sun is up just over the hedgerow. It's nice and warm. It's quiet. I'm sat out here drinking my cup of tea. I was trying it was a bit late up this morning, but it's it's still it's all quiet around everywhere. No, nothing's been let out now, no animals. Uh well, a little bit, no squawking or geese honking or dogs barking or, or there's a cockerel. <laughs> or uh, the cats haven't discovered that I've come outside yet, so there's no cats around my feet. I come out and sit here and this is one of the um, only times I can actually come out and sit in the sun when it's, you know, there's barely any heat in it, but it is warm enough and so I like to come out and sit out and in the sunshine. It's... The only chance I get really to soak up a bit of sun, early morning sun. That's it. Not quite sure what's on the agenda today. Um, it's going to be another hot day by the looks of it. So no doubt we will find ourselves plenty to do. It's mid to late afternoon, and uh, we had a busy morning. I was, um, <laughs> don't know why I sounded so laid back at. The at the beginning of the day when I really knew that it was going to be hot and I had things to do. Um, so I got on with all the usual jobs and uh, then did a bit of picking, some black currants, blueberries today, French beans, courgettes. Um, uh, looking at my courgette plants, I'm thinking, oh, I've got so many courgette plants, what the heck am I going to do with all these courgettes when they start coming thick and fast, which they will. Uh, still, that's, that's for another day. Um, yeah, cucumber. Oh, and some tomatoes, first lot of tomatoes picked, so that was nice. Um, 
Yeah, uh, John went out and cleaned the ducks, did all the morning rounds and then cleaned the ducks out. Um, and then he, bless him, spent about, well, probably about three hours weed, hand-weeding my paths in the, in the garden for me. Meanwhile, I was, well, I was picking and then I was trying to plant some um, cauliflower and some cabbages. Um, basically, I've got that UV gazebo and I basically planted them where the shade was by that point because the sh- you know the, the shade disappears fast on the um, veg garden in the morning it's very hot today um and uh, once i'd done that i came in and i did the hoovering and some polishing in the living room and quick whip around the bathroom and the washing up and stuff and then i closed the curtains um in the sitting room so that it stayed nice and cool so in the afternoon once it got too hot to really work out there uh, I came in, John came in to watch the Formula One goings on um, and we spent a couple of hours sat down having a, a nod off probably John definitely, I probably nodded off at one point and uh, yeah, now we've, we've uh, come outside but it's it's still very hot so I'm not going to get a lot done out there I decided I fancied something I've been craving for a few days, and John wanted an ice cream, so he's shot off, bless him, to get to get an ice cream for himself. And I wanted a shake, <laughs> a shake shop shake. Um, so he's gone off to get that for me. It's uh, definitely a treat. Don't have them very often, and uh, I think for about a week now, I've been thinking oh, I really fancy a shake shop shake. Or a shake of some sort, anyway. So, yeah, he's gone off to get that for us. So, um, don't think we're going to get a lot done this evening out there because I say it's very hot. I mean, I have to try and water some things at some point. Um, the polytunnels because they would have been in full all that full heat all afternoon. It was I, when I came in this morning about it was twenty two degrees in the shade. So I, I don't hate to think what it is out in the full sun. Um, way way hotter by the looks of it I looked at the weather forecast they were doing on on the news and even up in Scotland it's sort of like 25 degrees or something which which I think is um, pretty rare for them so yeah hot day and I don't know how many more we got coming (laughs) so I don't quite know how much work I'm going to get done I've got quite a lot I want to get done but how much of it I'm going to get done I don't know Sunday evening, uh, quarter to nine. Man, has that been hot today. It looks like a lovely sunset though. We are blessed with amazing sunsets here. And uh, there's just a, a massive orange ball in the sky, uh, just on the horizon, which is lovely. Um, we did all the early bits this morning, got all that done as quickly as possible, shot off to town to get a bit of shopping um i had to go in the van because the aircon in the car doesn't work so uh went in the van um which was filthy and i was so embarrassed that this evening i've been washing the van i said to john it's disgusting it's embarrassing going out (laughs) so i washed it this evening so yeah um so pretty much the afternoon we spent indoors. Um, I did do a few bits, did a few bits of uh, 
you know, processing stuff and tidying up and stuff like that. And then John watched a Grand Prix in the afternoon. Um, well, I had a quick snooze. And then in the evening we've come out and John has been out um, picking, oh, digging up uh, all the rest of the ragwort that um, needs to be dug up. And I have been, uh, I don't know, I have, what did I do before I did the ram? Something. Oh, fed the cats and cleaned the boot room and all that sort of thing. I'm having to shut the big cats out now while I feed the kittens. Otherwise, put some food down for the kittens and the greedy cats have gobbled it all up. And if they don't, the dogs come in and gobble it up. So, yeah, and then, yeah, come out, wash the van, put the rubbish out, all that, all the household chores. And I am... Um, I've yet to go around and do the watering and I've got to go and check the horse's water because uh, they need, obviously, everything needs the water topped right up at the minute. And we're set to um, have another, well, at least another four days of this uh, temperatures that are really high uh, all day long with no cloud cover. <laughs> Great. Um so yeah, I was I was due to go to a show on Thursday called the Good Life Show at Malvern uh, in the Three Counties Showground. I have the tickets, but I probably won't be going because uh, it's going to be too hot. And in like I said, in the showgrounds, they never have any shade, so that that's just going to be too hard for me to do. So uh, which is a shame. So I was really looking forward to that, but never mind. So yeah, that's today. Oh, they're haymaking over the back. They've just turned, I think they're trying, actually it sounded like they were getting a hammer out. It sounds like they broke something because they're banging it just now, but could hear them all haymaking all afternoon. So, which is nice, nice country sounds. It's nearly 10 o'clock. Um, just finished watering. It's still lovely and light out here. I'm looking at the skyline and uh, we've got clear sky all the way towards the horizon and then loads of clouds like this looks like another landscape it is beautiful um yeah if you i, I mean i i'll put a picture of tonight on my blog so if you want to um if you want to read the blog head over to freezer farm on facebook and uh, the link's always on there um that'll do me for tonight i'm gonna go in um, actually I've got to go in and publish the blog now because I usually do that on a Sunday evening and my aim is to get up early tomorrow morning we'll see how that goes it's nearly nearly 6 o'clock but I've been up for a while um, it's a delightful morning it's wonderfully cool at the minute and uh, you can hardly hear a thing. It's amazing. It's fresh and the sun is just coming up over the hedge the other side. So I've got up and done a bit of watering already and just enjoying the peace and quiet and before the world wakes up, I suppose. Quarters of ten and I'm done out here. I've done uh, four and a half hours already. Um, so I'm going to nip indoors now. 
uh, uh, first of all, I've got to go let the ducks out and collect the duck eggs. But that's it until probably midday when I'm going to try and nip out and let the chickens out at the back. We try and keep those in as well because otherwise they lay their eggs everywhere. You can never find them. So, uh, But the, the fox keeps nipping up there at the minute in the evening. Um, John, <laughs> that's the geese. Um, John saw it over the fence the other night. Uh, oh, I don't know. I was going to tell you what I found the other morning as well. I went into... Um, do the guinea pigs and the rabbits and everything and I popped it and John was out it must have been the weekend John was out doing the other one so I thought I'll fill up the water for all the other the light Sussex and uh, Ted the turkey um and Ted the turkey we, we let out in the day so his doors open and in his pen in the ground I thought what's that and it's the hedgehog so the hedgehog's <laughs> set up home in Ted the turkey's pen um he can get out obviously because the door's always open and uh there are holes where the, the rabbit's dug before so uh, he can get out um or it can get out I, I, I knew it was living close by somewhere but i'm not quite sure where it was but now i've seen it so yeah and uh so for the rest of the day i am going to be indoors um i'll try and get the dinner prepped ready uh for today because it's already absolutely boiling um i wouldn't be surprised if it's reach plus 30 today um and that makes oh you know who wants to cook dinner in this sort of temperatures but john doesn't eat salad i will but john doesn't eat salad so uh i have to prep something that i can just uh that just takes a little bit of time to cook later not too much um so yeah that's it that's gonna be it outside for me today um until much later this evening okay suspect it's 10 past 8 um, it has been mega hot <laughs> I just just decided I'd come out and see <clears throat> if, it, if it's cool enough really to walk around in uh, I've stood in the shade of a tree at the minute <clears throat> might be able to hear the the haymaking going on in the field over the back um, Samantha's come over to check on the horses, make sure they've got enough water, etc, etc. Um, basically, I've done the dinner, we've had our dinner. I'm just now just going to uh, wait for it to be cool enough just to whip round and water the tunnels. Oh, I can see a dragonfly. Um, water the tunnels and, uh, and the greenhouse and anything else I can get done watered. Everything's looking a bit flag flagging at the minute. Uh, the gnats are absolutely teeming out here and, and the sun just getting bit. Like, part of that is because they're haymaking and obviously that's going to make everything fly up but also the weather. So yeah, gnat biting season. Lovely. Uh, 10 to 9 Tuesday morning, another hot day, I've been up since 5, outside, harvested uh, potatoes, carrots, beans, a cucumber, courgette, um, uh, blueberries, um, sorted everything out, sorted out the egg shed, put the stuff out for sale that I'm not going to be using, uh, Fed the tortoises, fed the guinea pigs, come back in, 
make myself a cup of coffee. I know, first of all, I went into the boot room, tidied up, hoovered up in there, tidied up, clean out the litter trays, everything, into the kitchen, make a cup of coffee. I went out, and then I could hear the dog barking. <laughs> now, you get to know a bark from a dog, um, even if you've got a dog in, in a house in a town, you... There's a different bark, different bark for the postman than there is for somebody you know, and or an intruder, entirely different. So, Patch is barking, and I'm thinking that's that is uh, something's not right. Bark. Um, generally speaking, I mean, I went out the back and I quite expected to see the horses prancing about, but it wasn't that. Uh, and John's John always says it. <laughs> this is what I have to live with. What's up, Lassie? Is somebody stuck down the well? <laughs> But you definitely know it's a bark where by something isn't right. So I called him and he didn't come. I looked in the, the lock in the back toilet, make sure he hadn't got locked in there. And uh, eventually he came to the back and I followed him and he ran down to the to the paddock. And I thought, oh, God, it's definitely something to do with the horses. And get down there. And last night he was barking and John said, oh, he's found a hedgehog. Uh, so And he was barking in exactly the same place. So I went over and had a look, and the hedgehog has got itself wedged uh, somehow. So I've now come back up to the house um, to grab some gloves. Realise I've got a cup of coffee on the side. Let the ducks out and pick the duck eggs up on the way, because I'm coming past. Now I'm going back down to the paddock to unwedge this hedgehog with a pair of leather gloves. So I don't want to be getting stuck with that. Um, morning, geese. Uh, I've got as I said, I've done all that picking this morning and now I've got lots of it to process and sort out. I'm going to try and do some of the onions today. I do want to put the dehydrator on, but that creates heat, obviously. And uh, it's already hot, so I'm thinking, oh, I don't know. Um, whether I'll do that. Uh, maybe I'll try and do it overnight, but even then it's hot. So, so yeah, I'm off down to the paddock now to uh, rescue a hedgehog. All in a day's work here. Jeepers, I'm never going to get this cup of coffee. And I realise I'm going to have to go back and find a pair of wire cutters because it's wedged, I don't know how it's managed to do it, wedged itself in some uh, stock fencing <laughs> somehow. So, um, obviously the hedgehog is like the rest of us. Clearly not as thin as he thinks he is. Um, ooh, can I get through this thing? Now, John would... Uh, nip over the fence but I'm not that agile so I've got to go all the way around find some wire cutters release the hedgehog and I hope my cup of coffee is still drinkable by the time I get back right well that was a bit more difficult than I thought it was going to be um, <laughs> there's a, a a rail a wooden rail that went right across where I needed to cut uh, the wire behind so I struggled a bit but uh I've now released the hedgehog and I've made a fat hedgehog hole in the wire <laughs> so hopefully that shouldn't happen again um, we have found a dead hedgehog down there before actually so uh, possibly that's where they obviously that's where they're going but um, the more they go out and the more they eat the fat they get and they can't get through so now they can now I've made it a hedgehog highway and uh, my coffee's just about ready to drink. So I've done a thing, as Mr. Jeremy would say. 
you'll find uh, probably going through this <laughs> if you stick with it that I tend to do things on a whim think ah yeah I'll do that um, and then you'll never hear about it again but this one I have uh, signed up <clears throat> for something called Wild Point which is um, the government have changed all the legislation this year um, due to Covid uh, for renting out land for camping on um, and things I'm not turning the place into a campsite but we have a small paddock uh, at the back um, which we've got we've got a couple of young fruit trees in and a chestnut um, sweet chestnut tree and uh, the geese w- have been on it but since we had the fox attacks we haven't had the geese on it so we've just been mowing it but um, so I've put that up for for uh, as a as a tent pitch really just basic is it there's no frills it's just a tent pitch um but it does face um west where you get the, the amazing sunsets and so uh you know and there's a lot round here um a lot of tourist attractions round here a lot we we've got loads of them we never go out and see any of them because we're so used to them but um you know, we're on the edge of the Cotswolds, rolling beautiful Cotswolds, and there's so many things to do around here. So, figured I might as well just, uh, you know, sign up for that. Might not get anybody. Might get somebody. Never know. Um, I hesitate usually because I'm, I'm generally speaking. Although I do a podcast and a and a and a blog about, I'm quite um, private person when it comes to meeting people in public in person i'm not i'm not an out there kind of person so uh um you know i i I worry a lot about people coming here and and things and i worry about everything really so (laughs) but anyway i thought yep let's let's do that let's see if anybody you know wants a i don't know one night stop over pitch a tent somewhere nice and peaceful and or you know a couple of days days here or whatever who knows somebody might want to um i've just been peeling onions chopping onions to freeze so crying my nose is a bit runny now i'll come outside to try and get some fresh air sit in the shade get some fresh air for me eyes i'm prepping um the other bits of veg uh some for dinner tonight some for the freezer um I'm going to make a sage and onion gravy for John's dinner tonight with a pork chop and have all the veg out of the garden so that'd be nice and I'll pick the blueberries and I'm going to um, make a I'm going to make a blueberry sponge pudding and I'm going to make it in the microwave I'm not adverse to making things in the microwave I do not want the oven on um, very long in temperatures like this. Uh, I'll have to cook John's dinner in it, but I don't want it long enough um, to have uh, to be to be cooking a sponge pudding. So I will do it in the microwave. Done it before; they're quite successful. Um, my dad always used to say, "Have you tried cooking a fried egg in the microwave?" Uh, no, Dad, I draw the line at that. But uh, sponge pudding is great. Takes a couple of minutes and. Uh, you end up with good pudding then. So I'll use the blueberries that I've been picking and uh, make that. I saw I saw a recipe for, a, for that, for a blueberry sponge 
and uh, lemon curd sauce, which, oh, that'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? And a dollop of creme fraiche, even as well. Oh, sounds good. Sounds good to me. Um, yeah, so I've still got more onions to do. <laughs> oh, um, I might wait till tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, hard work chopping the onions. They're very strong. Very, I mean, they're lovely. It's such a shame that they're not going to store. Um, over winter because they're, they're big onions and they are nice and strong and but uh some of them might store a couple of them but not most of them so most of them i gotta do something with so that'll be me crying for a few days it's just gone 9 30 in the evening it's much cooler tonight which is fabulous um it's been really hot and I've just been out, I've just finished watering the tunnels and the greenhouse, spraying a bit round just to freshen up the garden a bit. And it's, um, and it's, uh, sorry, just the dog has just come out in the paddock. I was just <laughs> sit down and turkey, but the dog's rushed out into the paddock. And um, I've just sat um, behind where the hedgehog was this morning. And um, John came out. Uh, while I was out watering, put the birds to bed. And he said, oh, there's a baby hedgehog here. Um, and uh, well, I looked over the fence and there's two like like two little prickle balls. So two, two baby hedgehogs. So it's fantastic to, to know that not only we've got hedgehogs, but they're breeding well. I mean, I've, we've had hedgehogs for years. I've always seen hedgehogs here. But um, it's nice to know that they're carrying on breeding and there are baby hedgehogs. We've got them down this end and then... Uh, I've also seen them up the other end. Um, so, yeah, there's plenty of hedgehogs here, which is great. Keeps the slugs down, actually, because don't, I don't have a massive problem with slugs, so we must keep the slugs down. I've actually just put a dish of water out for them because uh, they're probably struggling to find water, so put a dish out in the garden. Keep them hydrated and do what we can for them. So, yeah, it's been really warm today. I've uh, spent... A lot of the time indoors in the afternoon, sorting everything out. It gets really hot in our house. It's fine all day. It stays fairly cool. And then four or five o'clock, it just gets unbearable. Of course, that's the time we've got to cook the dinner, which is not great either. I said to John, tomorrow it will be something on toast because I'm not <laughs> I'm not putting the oven on again. It's this hot. It's just too hot. Um, I went out. Um, had a bit of therapy. <laughs> that's a... Uh, I sometimes have a massage, sometimes have something called bone therapy, um, which is uh, like alternative therapies, just to try and keep the lupus on an even keel. And then we stopped off in the village because um, Shelley was down there with Josh, Florence and Martin and their friends uh, playing in the local pond. We've got a lovely little pond in the village. Um, it has, it's a Ford, so the cars can drive through, which is great delights the children uh, there's a lot of tractors going through tonight as well they're obviously harvesting grain because big grain carriers on the back of these massive tractors um, yeah so and I, I know that in um, you know I, my blog is read by people um, a few people in in different parts of the world and uh, probably by some standards um, 31 degrees centigrade is not very hot and probably by some standards it's 
you know, absolutely boiling. Uh, but in this country, it's pretty hot for us um, consistently, day after day. Uh, it's not something we used to. Like it. I was thinking, it's like, oh, oh, I'm sat here, another hedgehog crawling across the grass. <laughs> Hello. Um, <laughs> there's loads of them. <laughs> massive hedgehog family here. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh yeah, I was I was watering, thinking, why on earth do we try and grow vegetables in this country? It's like insane. It gets to July. And we, we seem to be having more and more in July, these, or actually random times of the year, to be fair, uh, really intense heat days, uh, days and days in a row. Um, so it's, uh, I think, why, you know, everything's been going well up to now. We've had plenty, enough rain on and off, and it's just been going nicely. And then all of a sudden you get to these, the, the crucial time, really, when everything, you know, you've got cucumbers formed and tomatoes formed and courgettes formed and... And then all of a sudden you get this really high, intense burst of heat and everything just stops. It's like, oh, you know, what, what's going on? So, yeah, sometimes I think, why on earth do we try? But we couldn't, we couldn't grow Mediterranean vegetables because you bet your bottom dollar that that year we tried to do that outside and it would be flipping freezing. That's the trouble with our weather. It's not consistent at all, ever. Yeah, so I'm sat here watching the hedgehog, which is nice. This is a bigger hedgehog, it's not a baby hedgehog, it's a big one. So, probably the one I rescued this morning. Um, he's obviously going around my garden doing my doing a bit of pest control, which is fantastic. And it's uh, much cooler and very nice. It should be a, a much more pleasant evening overnight. Uh, I'm sleeping with a fan on at the minute because it's, I know everybody is, everybody's got fans going. <laughs> Uh, it's crazy. It's because that's the other thing we don't, you know, we're not we're not geared for. We don't have air conditioning or anything like that. So, um, so fans it is, but you gotta do what you gotta do. John's gone for a shower now. I've. Uh, finished using the hose pipe can't do the two things at once because the water pressure drops so just to wait until i finish watering until he can have a shower so uh i'm just i'm still sat out here in the in the cool of the night night air and uh so i thought i'd just ramble on a bit more another thing we have here which uh, i can see flittering about are bats lots of bats uh, i have no idea where they live i we've never seen a bat living here um ever in anything you know when we've taken things down or been clearing things out never seen a bat living here so i don't know where they live i'm guessing they live um in barns oh there goes one in barns across uh, over the back way um because i don't know where they live I, I get i think they travel quite a radius about 10 mile they can travel 10 to 12 miles i think so um oh there he goes <laughs> Um, yeah, we get lots of bats busy. I, um, they're too fast. I can't tell what sort of bats they are. I have no idea. Um, you just sort of see them flittering about, which is quite nice. And the other night we were watching the um, barn owl uh, before the hay was cut in the paddock next to us, in the field next to us. We watched the barn owl for, well, actually a pair of barn owls uh, for almost um, two hours. We were sat out here watching it um, systematically go up and down the field um, occasionally swooping down to 
catch its prey, which is lovely. So we do that. And uh, my neighbour in her field has little owls. They, uh, she's got a field shelter at the back, and they, um, they live there and they um, hatch their young there. Um, they live there all year. Um, yeah, they. So we've got little owls as well, um, which I often see flying around. So we've got quite a quite an amount of wildlife really that's going on. It's all going on, and it's uh it's nice to see it. Nice to come out and sit down in it. And if you sit nice and quietly, and then all of a sudden something will appear somewhere. <laughs> Sometimes I'm a bit worried because we live very close to the uh, uh, a wildlife park. Um, so close that when you open the door in the morning, you can hear the lions uh, roaring or the the chimpanzees. It's about a mile down the road, but the sound carries up. And um, I often think, oh, I don't know what I'd do if I saw something that had escaped from there here. But uh, that's, the dogs found the hedgehog again, barking, barking at the hedgehog. Um, yeah, and but some people say to me, "Oh, doesn't it worry you?" you no. Know, um, you know, if a lion or something gets out, and I think, well, I think they'd notice if that happened. But the, the more worrying things are the tiny little things they got there, like the scorpions and the and the tarantulas and things like that. If any of those got out anywhere, uh, could easily make their way up here uh, over a few months and set up home. That'd be more of a worry than uh, than something big that you could see that was pretty obvious. Um, that's never not really happened. Yet, yet. Well, I mean, they did have a, a wolf escape a couple of years back, um, which they sadly had to shoot, but because uh, it it had got out on near the main road. But, so, so it does happen, but um, I'm sure it happens more often than we even know about. But uh, as yet, they haven't come this far, which is lucky. It's uh, twenty past six Wednesday morning. It's lovely this morning. It's quite cool, and it's been uh, there's been a a dew overnight which is nice good for the plants because uh they're flagging a little bit i keep saying so the heat is so intense um the vegetable garden's quite uh it's shaded one side for the morning um but as soon as the sun gets high enough the whole garden is in quite intense heat really uh, there's not a lot I could do about that because over the years it it was all open space and so it's taken a lot of years to it was nearly all open space I've got a huge big oak tree here that I'm sat under it's obviously been here for a long time and all the the nut trees but um I, we've planted I've planted one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven trees in here um over the years <laughs> and it takes a long time for them to grow obviously uh one's a like a weeping birch which was quite big when somebody gave it to me put that in and that's uh that's quite nice yeah there's uh apricot tree which um i had to transfer from from the food cage because it got too big which is now getting nice and big and i don't Generally speaking, when we transferred it, it kind of damaged it a little bit. So I don't... I mean, I have had a harvest off of it, but not uh, not huge. And I, to be honest, I, I leave it now f- mostly just uh, for cover and uh, to add some balance to the garden. Then I've got um, a cherry tree. Uh, one, 
uh, two apple trees and a pear tree, all of which are very young at the minute. They're only about four or five years old. They're not very old. And at the back there, I've got a dual pear, a cherry, an apple tree and a mulberry tree. Again, the mulberry tree we transferred from um, our old place. Uh, it took a few years to get established, but now it's it's massive. Um, and the other three trees that I just mentioned, they've been in about five or six years. Um, and they, they, well, the cherries I never get, but I do get some really nice apples from the apple tree. And the dual pear, I get one lot of pears. The other lot of pears are not good. And um, I tend to take those off when uh, they kind of got like a black scab on them. For some reason, only half the tree is ever affected. But I take those off. So, yeah, I've got a lot of trees, but um, they're not big enough yet. <laughs> and uh, um, so they don't get a lot of cover. So, so it's nice when they get an overnight dew, uh, just to give everything a little bit of re refresh, a reset, but nowhere near enough at the minute because the heat is really intense. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure... Well, I'm going to burst around here. I've just been picking some peas and some mange too. Um, cutting back some pea foliage that's died off, uh, watering um, some French climbing beans that are looking like they're struggling a little bit. Uh, I really need to, this autumn, concentrate on getting some um, moisture-retaining qualities into the soil, like um, I probably order a bulk order of mushroom compost. And I've got some biochar coming, uh, and I'm going to reorganise some of the beds as well so that... Uh, it's a little bit easier but yeah it's a, it, actually as a food forest theory it, it works really well because it does lock in you get a lot of cover on the ground from various different things so you do, it is actually keeping the ground covered so that it can't you know all the heat all the water can't totally evaporate so it does work but it um takes a bit getting used to because it's <clears throat> looks a bit untidy but it's actually not. There was actually method in that madness there somewhere. So, yeah, it's a nice, lovely morning. It's beautiful and cool out here at the minute. I wish it could stay like this all day, but it's not going to. So I am going to get on. I didn't do any picking this morning. Well, a few peas, but um, and I cut some of the peas back. But um, that's it, really. In the vegetable garden, I have I been in the fruit cage, um, weeding it and cutting back all of the dead stems from the summer raspberries now. Uh, and but I have cut, I did pick my very first bunch of cut flowers for the kitchen, and they look wonderful. Um, gladioli, some dahlias, a rose, um, some achillea, uh, and I've got my very first cut flower arrangement uh, in a vase in the kitchen so I'm quite chuffed about that it's taken uh, taken two years to get to be able to do that and uh, it's more than 10 years since I've actually grown um, a flower garden as such so it's just all been vegetables so I'm quite chuffed with that um, I've been out and let the ducks out discovered John had left the tap on so good job I went out fairly early to do that. I haven't lost too much water. And uh, I'm going to, I've decided to take a couple of hours 
out just to do nothing really i've got a lovely magazine just and this month's magazine arrived and it's um it's called the simple things and it's uh it's just a delightful magazine it's it's uh the whole ethos is um right up my street uh and uh what i like about it is there's no there's not a lot you know you get a magazine and then sort of a quarter of the magazine at the back is all adverts but i mean there are adverts in there but they're not it's not in your face and it's all not all compacted at the back and it's just a lovely magazine uh, anything i mention i'm not affiliated with by by the way i don't earn anything from it they're just the things that i use or the things that i like so um yeah so that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna probably read my magazine and uh not do much else for a couple of hours i reckon sounds like a good plan if you've been listening um long enough now you'll you'll get the idea that uh being self-sufficient is fairly labor intensive um because it is <laughs> uh but that's you know that's fine that's my that's my job that's what i see as my job um my day to day job and you know it is a lot there's a lot of work if you if you grow it you might as well you know you've got to process it um so yeah it is it is labor intensive but uh there are times when you can you know take time out and just enjoy life which is nice um and as i said before even on a small scale you can grow a lot of food a lot of food uh for your family but it it you know it does take a lot of looking after initially and uh, it takes it takes a lot of processing um so you don't waste any of it as well but it's hugely satisfying hugely satisfying when you you know you've got almost the entire meal that uh that you've grown yourself uh without any pesticides or herbicides or artificial fertilizers or anything it's uh, massively satisfying and very very tasty so that's it for this week um thank you for listening do pop over and have a read of the blog if you want i mean there's a lot of crossover obviously but um some things i forget to put in the blog and some things i forget to talk about on the podcast so there are and also i you know photos of of things like like the flowers that i picked um usually go on the blog um yeah so thanks for listening keep listening and i will catch up with you next time